I'm Jess. What's up, y'all? It's Mariah. Hey, y'all. I'm Courtney. Gabriella. And I'm Nicole Bethany. Welcome back to another season of Plug In. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Plug In. And I'm Nicole Bethany, and thank you so much for listening. Today, we are going to be talking about meditation and peace and how to you know how do we overcome anxiety right now how do we overcome stress um in tangible ways um i'm really excited for us to get into this conversation because we're going to be just talking about all different types of things from like yoga to centering yourself what do those things mean or can we do those things so before we get into it we're just gonna pray us in So if you could just bow your head and close your eyes. Father God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for waking us up in this morning and allowing us to just come together and have this discussion. Lord, I pray that you would be at the center of it, God, and that whatever word comes out of our mouth would be from you, O Lord. I pray that this uh, discussion will be a blessing to those listening, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So we're really just going to jump into the topic of discussion today. Um, When you think about the word meditation, what, like, you know, like, what do we, what, what are the first things that we think about? I guess, like, what are the first things that come to our mind? I think a lot of us, a lot of our culture, a lot of our culture talks about um, meditation. Um, Meditation is a really popular thing to do, I think, in our generation, especially if you talk to someone about self-care, if you talk to someone about, um, you know, I mean, even the term centering yourself, right? And I think something so interesting is that each and every single one of us, when we said we were centering ourselves, we included God in that, in that centering, right? Um, And I think we live in a culture that uses the term, right? We may use all the right terms or all the terms that maybe we should be using, but at the same time, how we're going about it, I think, is a little bit different. Um, but I think meditation is something that a lot of Christians either don't talk about or they get afraid to talk about or they completely just shut down. Um, and so, yeah, I just want to know, like, what are the first things that come to mind when you think about meditation or when you hear the word meditation? Yeah, Courtney. Um, meditation is something that, um, surprisingly isn't like something I'm afraid to talk about. I love talking about it. And like, that's something I've been talking about since like sophomore year of college for those of y'all that were really close with me. Um, I, I think meditation, when I think of the word meditation, I think of it as de-stressing, centering your body, coming to peace. Um, also another part of meditation is meditating with God. And like um, concentrating on him. And I recently have been getting into the groove of that because um, I felt more centered when God was in control, when God was um, was around me when I was meditating. And I, I've, you know, when I think about it, I think about these stress and I think about focusing um, on my body, focusing on my posture, but also focusing on my connection with God, because that's all that matters to me. Um, and that's what helps centers me. Have you ever done meditation without centering with God? Yes. I yeah. have. Mm-hmm. How was that? Um, it was good. I, you know, even today, uh, not today, sorry, yesterday, there was like this 10 minute meditation guide on um, YouTube. 
for anxiety and that helped me a lot as well um and it wasn't like it wasn't like chance or anything it was just like breathe in breathe out um what are those things that are holding you back what are those anxiety things breathe it in then let it go it's like certain stuff like that um i've also been to yoga classes yoga isn't my cup of tea but i you know i also felt um that it, it was it was it was it was great i thought it was great and i thought that um it was it did bring me to peace so i i mean i i tried many different things Hey, Gabriella, you you wanted to say something? Uh, so I <laughs> I hate to be this person, but I genuinely do. Like I no cap, genuinely think about how the Bible says to meditate on God's word day and night. And I hear that, and I think, okay, well this other idea of meditation which is to just clear your mind how how like this is what society says meditation is just clearing your mind but the bible says to meditate on god's word day and night so i've come to a place where i do this thing where i do like five minutes of stillness and yeah it's nothing crazy um nothing crazy but I literally just lay in my bed and I'm not trying to clear my thoughts I do like take deep breaths or whatever but that's mostly just to like keep myself from spiraling but what I do is in those five minutes instead of focusing on my own thoughts I try to just let God speak to me and sometimes it's difficult and sometimes I don't necessarily hear anything. So what I will do is I'll have a Bible verse for that day. And I'll just repeat that verse to myself so that I'm... Does that make sense? Bringing the two... Well, it's really just the one. It's meditating on God's word. But yeah. Yeah, wow. That's what I think when I think of meditation. Well, that's what I think of now when I think of meditation. Had you asked me this like... Three or four years ago, I probably would have been like, I think of sitting with my legs crossed and just trying to clear my mind. And in the moment, sure, I felt some sort of like release and peace. But as the day went on, or maybe 10 minutes later, even, I was so easily thrown off because I didn't have anything to hold on to afterwards. So now meditating on God's word it's like okay when I go out into the world and something does come to throw me off I have his word to actually hold on to and bring me back to to peace Mm, wow okay wow yeah Mariah yeah um I I I just kind of think about just sitting and thinking um and the things I tend to think about usually would bring me peace, but uh, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. They usually bring me peace, period. Um, And as I, the more that I've done it, the more that I do it, the more that I realize that I really am meditating, not specifically on scripture per se, but I'm meditating on the creations of God. Um, And the things that bring me peace are because of him. Um, So it's, it's kind of me sitting and thinking about his mercy and his grace. It's me That's thinking good. about, yeah. Cause um, 
I, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I read the Bible every day. I should, but I don't. Um, and I'm working on it. But um, when I you meditate, are. I just, right. <laughs> when I meditate, I just, I just, stillness, closing my, I think, Gabrielle, you just said this, closing my eyes and just sitting in stillness um, and just taking in the room around me, uh, the room around me, something I make my kids do too um, at the school that I teach at. We start every uh, class off of closing your eyes and just taking in the room um, and breathing in the energy. And they come, so I teach at a part-time high school, so they come from their academic schools. And I tell them to breathe in the energy of this room and exhale anything that you might have brought into the room um, so that we can start fresh, so we can start on a new page, so that we can start strong. So that's something that I, I try to incorporate into my own personal life as well. Mm, something so interesting that you said that I've had conversation about that I think um, I feel like someone has a question about, but when, cause I, we're all performers, right? So we've all like, so we're all performers here for those of you that don't know. And we are, we've all, you know, been to school for that. And, um, some of our classes are a little kooky. Some of our classes are a little, <laughs> a little like breathe and like lay on the floor. Um, and you know, and you know, have those vibes. Um, and so something that I was thinking about and I have been thinking about for a really long time, you know, something that you said is like, you know, breathing in the energy, right? Um, and so something that my mom, my mom asked me this because I was explaining to her like what we do in class and I was so excited. This was like freshman year. And she was like, but what energy are you breathing in? And she was like, there are many different energies in the atmosphere because we live, you know, the Bible says we battle not against flesh and blood. What does that mean? That means that there are spirits of all kinds in the air at all times. So there are bad spirits that are in the air, right? There are, um, you know, not to scare anyone, but I mean, I'm being real with you. Like there are angels, right, of the Lord in the air. And then there are fallen angels, which are, some some people may know them as demons, but they're just fallen. They're fallen angels, really. That's just what they are. Um, and so, like, what do we, you know, what what energy are we, you know, breathing in? This isn't to come at you, Mariah, but this is something that I had been thinking about for a really long time, and you reminded me about that when you when you said that. But I think it's also so cool that like meditating on God's creation, which is so powerful because I think a lot of times um, the meditation that we think about when we're thinking about culture makes us think about the creation as if the creation is God itself, Um, right? Which gets us into like pantheism and a whole bunch of things. But when you think about God being the creator of such thing and meditating on that fact, it's so amazing. Um, So yeah, thank you. Um, Jess, did you want to say something? Yeah, so everything that everyone said was so beautiful. And I think something that really stuck out to me was everybody said the word peace. I also agree with that word. I like peace. I think meditation brings peace. I think what is a little different about me, though, I can't sit still. I don't know. I think I eat too much candy, sugar. I don't know what it is. But, like, I, like... I have to move. Like, even when I'm praying, um, like, when I'm praying, I think I feel most at peace when I'm, like, moving. And I think I've accomplished that peace when I'm able to stand still. Um, and um, one of the things that, like, really helps me uh, when I meditate, I meditate through music. I don't know what it is about music. I just love it. And um, it's really the only thing that keeps me still. So, like, 
when I'm able to like listen to music and really like hone in like the melody, the lyrics, the bass line. I think, oh, I can get into it, but I'm not going to. I think all of those things like really kind of centers me and honestly puts in God's energy in me. I mean, based off of the music that I listen to. Yeah, what kind of music do you listen to? That is such a loaded question. But to make a long story short, um, I've been listening to I've been listening to a lot of Christian music lately. Um, I love old gospel songs. I love like good like in the spirit. Just ugh, I love it. But I also listen to like lo-fi. That's a little yeah. word. Hello, lo-fi. Christian lo-fi is also like really chill. Anything that just gets you moving. I also listen to hype Christian music. You know that music that's like step clap, step clap. Yo, yeah, that's it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think. Oh yeah, Courtney, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, just real quick, just to add on. Um, I definitely when I'm meditating, I'm thinking about um trying to calm my body. Um, and it's also so interesting to hear y'all different, like hear the different meditations you you all do. Um. So I, I listen to like very calm worship music. Y'all know Hallelujah, We Won the Victory. That definitely calms my spirit. And um, so I just find, I have two separate playlists for that. But yeah, it's it's very, very calming. Very calming. Yeah. I, I, uh, I just loved, yeah. Just repeating what you said, Courtney. Like I loved everyone, hearing everyone's thoughts on it. Um, because that's the reality, right? Like we all have different thoughts on it. And I think, I think something that, you know, that can ground us is like, what does the word say about it? And I think that was so interesting. Gabriella, do you know the specific verse um, that talks about meditating on the word night and day? Yeah, it's Joshua chapter one, verse eight. It reads as this, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. Um, and so that's the ESV translation. Yeah, so other translations just say, study this book of instruction continually, meditate on it day and night, so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Um, that was the NLT. Yeah. I, I think there's something really powerful in grounding yourself in the word. And I think, um, and just to be specific, right, like the, the meditation that I think, you know, we're referring to, you know, maybe something that we were, maybe the first kind of meditation that we all were exposed to um, was Eastern meditation. And so like, there's this like difference between Eastern meditation and biblical meditation, right? Um, And so I think something that I've learned over the years too, and just from like what y'all have been saying is like, you know, Eastern meditation tells you to clear your mind. Um, and to let, you know, to let go of your thoughts, all these things sound, sound good and stuff, you know what I mean? Um, but however, the, the amazing thing about biblical meditation, meditation that's rooted in God and rooted in his presence is that it's rooted in his presence and that you're actually not really, you're actually not in control of anything. I think Eastern meditation might suggest that you are gaining control in that right but i think the the amazing thing about biblical meditation is that you are actually relinquishing your control to someone who is greater and can carry it for you like i may be experiencing anxiety like right now um and so or like there are moments like i remember i was there are moments where like i 
felt like I was about to have like a panic attack. Right. And so like Eastern meditation or meditate or meditation that culture, you know, hypes up, right. May tell you, okay, sit still, count to 10, breathe, inhale, exhale, all good things, right? Like you're probably like, okay, what's wrong with that? All, all those things are good, but will it carry me through the day? And so like, I've tried those methods of like doing that similar to like Gabriella, like I've tried those methods of doing that. What carries me through the day is actually rooting that meditation in the word of God. But also let's say you don't, maybe you didn't read your word, right? I think something so powerful and we'll leave it in the show notes for you, but Rich Wilkerson um, from Vu Church, he talks about like um, meditation and like three different types of meditation. But he, the one thing that he said that like um, blew my mind, like how's your posture in meditation? Like what is your posture? Which I think was so good. Um, it's like a, it's a really short clip. It was like a 10 minute clip. Um, and it's just so powerful because, you know, he was just saying, literally, you know, Eastern meditation will tell you, clear out the negativity, clear out the the bad thoughts, right? But he was like, no, 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 focus on those thoughts because you need to be able to identify what the problem is. If you keep clearing it out, you're not going to be able to identify what you need to be pressing in on. What is your issue, right? So if anxiety is your issue, you need to press in on it, not because you're trying to dwell on the anxiety, but dwelling on the fact that, okay, Lord, I am anxious right now. So really like meditation and prayer, like kind of being synonymous almost, I think. I don't know. What do y'all think? Um, I agree with that. I Something that I learned growing up in acting, and by, by growing up, I mean doing it in high school, um, was whenever I would be like nervous or anxious on the stage, my teacher would always tell me to channel that energy. And if I learned anything that from, from my high school career in acting, it's that one phrase, channel that energy. And I, I think what you just said makes so much sense in that aspect, because it's not, well, I'm not anxious anymore. So let me, let me uh, get on and go about my, my show. But it's like, how am I going to use, how am I going to channel that energy that I have that I'm committing to being anxious to then using that energy to be uh, not anxious. Like, how am I gonna not clear that energy out, but redirect that energy? Um, for meditating, especially meditating on the word, um, it's less, you're so right, it's less about emptying and clearing your mind, but kind of using those things that may be, that may be flooding your mind. And on, for me, giving thanks that I can experience it and figuring out how to redirect that energy to make it positive, so. Yeah, I also agree. I also want to share a scripture real quick on Philippians 4, 8. And it says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is, is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So it doesn't say think about negative things. And I think that's so important to point out because, um, we as human beings fall into that negativity trap. Like what if, what if, but it's like, no, live in the now, live with God, stay connected with God. And I, I also wanted to add that um, having, you know, just going back into like meditation, I know we're going to be, I don't want to steer the conversation, but also going back into yoga and like, um, because I, I also read on videos on 
that yoga, some, you know, yoga is demonic. That's what I've been reading on a lot of videos. And I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit because I have mixed reviews on it, um, especially since speaking with my own family about it. And my dad said something that was so powerful to me. And he was just like, um, Courtney, like, where do you come from? Like, you come from God, like your faith is in God. And um, you have to understand, as long as you know where your foundation is, um, there shouldn't be a problem with doing yoga. Of course, that's really problematic for me to say, because some people might not feel that same way, and that's okay. Um, but I definitely, you know, and the question came up about, you know, except, especially in dance, we do like this, like, pose and like jazz dance um that does that's a yoga symbol I'm, I'm like do I stop doing it because of because of uh what the origin said and to be quite honest with y'all I didn't even know the origins of yoga until this week this what week did you, what did you can you talk about the origins that you like read about yeah it was just basically it came from it was from the Hindu um sorry not yeah from Hindu Hinduism, Hinduism. Mm-hmm. yes thank you and um and it, and each each position from yoga came from a sign for calling on a god. I never knew that, and that's something I learned this week. If I had never learned that, I would just simply be doing stretches. I'm gonna be really honest with y'all, like <laughs> for real. Like I I didn't know that, and so. However, I have done yoga. It's not something I do often, but I have done yoga, and it's definitely de-stressed my mind and de-stressed my thoughts. But I also want to say, I guess what I want to ask y'all a question like how because I feel like incorporating our God with those poses how do y'all feel about that because I think that's something important to talk about because I like I said like I don't see a problem with incorporating Christianity into yoga but I do understand why people feel some type of way about it yeah I think yeah thanks for bringing it up um I think I think we yeah I think a lot of times we we try and compromise um, unintentionally, um, you know, and 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 really, I think, you know, even you know, you that's listening right now, like the most important thing is to go to the Word of God about it, right? And then some people may be like, "Well, the Word of God doesn't say don't do yoga, so then I should do it, right?" Um, and some, you know, th- you know, things are not at that plane, right? Um, in the word of God sometimes, right? Not everything is like, like, I don't know how to explain it, but I think y'all get what I mean. However, I think when you understand the origins of something, just because we change the idea of it doesn't mean that's changed. Does that make sense? Like, I think, and listen, y'all, like my mom told me about yoga freshman year, like my freshman year, like when we were really thick in doing it, like every day, that's when she was telling me like, oh, I watched this video, da, 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 da. Um, about, you know, the origin of yoga and the, you know, where it's rooted in. Um, and it was hard. I mean, what, this is like three years later. It, it's been, it's been hard to process and digest that yoga is not necessarily of God. And I think, you know, I think it just goes down to like, what, if its origin is not of God, then just because I am a child of God, maybe that doesn't mean that I'm creating what wasn't created for me into something that is godly. Does that make sense? Like, I mean, we, I think we can put that for anything, right? Like we can, you know, we've, we've talked about smoking on this podcast. We've talked about weed, you know, and that's a whole different conversation for another day, I think. But I think like 
like, you know, there are some people that say, well, I'm a Christian. So like, I, I think it's okay if I do it, but the Bible talks about how, you know, in Galatians specifically, Galatians uh, five, it talks about how opening yourself up to um, tran- those trances, which is when you're high, when you're high, you're in a trance. When you open yourself up to those things, you actually give the enemy access into your life, um, which is like some of the videos that I watched um, this week about people being set free and they didn't know. And it's not like they felt, oh, I was possessed. And it's not about that, but it's more so like they didn't understand, they didn't understand, um, why they weren't feeling the peace they were looking for, why the anxiety wasn't leaving, but why they kept desiring to do yoga and all that stuff even more and more. Sorry, I didn't mean to rant, but I just, you know, I think it's, I think sometimes, and myself included, we try and compromise. Um, but I think sometimes if something, if something is rooted, if something is inherently rooted in something that isn't godly, then that means that you are then opening yourself up to that thing. Right. And so now it's up to you to decide whether or not that is godly. Right. Is Hinduism godly? We know it's not, but I'm just saying like, just to think about it like that, that helps me. So, yeah, I, I love everything that everyone said. I, I definitely took everything in. Um, I wanted to say, though, uh, I'll just speak for myself. Like, I, I'm i a mover. I'm such a mover. Like uh, like I said in the beginning, like, I, I, I love moving. I move when I pray. I move all the time. The only thing that really keeps me still is music. But even when I'm listening to music, I think in my head, I'm dancing. Like, I'm moving. Um I don't really do yoga often. I it's never been something that was in my family or anything like that. Um so for I, it's just a little hard to kind of speak on it. Um because yes, I I did do my research on like where it derived from and everything, but um I don't think I've had too much experience to be able to say whether someone should or shouldn't do it. I believe, you know, Good luck. That's up to you. Um, I will say, though, that um, I think I've been reading a lot about different types of yoga. And um, a lot of preachers do this thing called holy yoga at their churches, where it's like it's literally Christian yoga. There's like a TV. There's a TV uh, series based off of it. Like there's a whole channel where like different preachers kind of do uh, a Bible verse and they kind of like take you through different movements, like with the Bible verse to kind of help you with, uh, I, I centering yourself and meditating. Um, and you can see meditating in different parts of the Bible. Like Jesus meditated all the time. He prayed all the time. I think, I think a lot of, uh, Matthew four, y'all know Matthew four, when, uh, Jesus was challenged like, uh, by Satan. And he went 40 days. Was it 40 days? Yep. He went 40 days, um, and 40 nights, uh, fasting and really kind of being in the spirit that way when he was challenged by Satan, he was up for the challenge. He was ready, steady, go period. Um, uh, I don't even know. Like, I, I think I, I definitely hear what you're saying. I don't want to kind of demean what anyone has said previously. I want to say that 
we don't have to call it yoga if we're going to take it out of the context of what it is. For me, I am a mover and I like to move. So if I want to kind of move my body while I'm listening to a Christian song or like listening to different Bible verses, like I don't have to call that yoga. That could just be my type of meditation. That's what gets me centered. And I know, and for me, I know I'm not praising any other type of God when I'm moving and when I'm like really centering myself. So maybe I think we, I wonder if we should all think about even calling it yoga, if we're going to take that uh, Hinduism or or, like all of those bases out of it. Uh, Gabriella, did you want to say something on top of that? Yeah. um, I am a huge a believer that your intentions matter when you're doing something. I always, um, like, when I want to do something, I'm like, okay, well, what are my intentions in doing this thing? Um, And so when it comes to yoga and doing yoga, I think it's important to ask yourself, well, what are my intentions in doing this? Am I doing this because I really do feel that my body is getting stronger. Is that the purpose of it? Is it because of the physical benefits or am I doing this because I'm trying to find peace, right? And right now I'm I'm talking to both the believer and unbeliever, but more so to the believer because we know where our peace comes from. And so if you're a believer and you find yourself uh, meditating just to clear your mind or doing yoga with the intention of getting peace when you know that your peace comes from God, I would challenge you to reconsider and maybe try and find something else, which you already have, which is God, to give you that peace that you need. But if you're doing it, and this is just my opinion, if you're doing it for the physical benefits, then I personally don't see anything wrong with that. Um, where I I feel like there's... There's a line when you start to get into things like different mantras and chanting. Um, I th- I think you can do the physical component and leave the chanting and the mantras out of it if you're a believer. That's how I feel, and that's how I think you can go about doing yoga. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, Gabriella, I I absolutely agree with you wholeheartedly. And that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, I think it's so important to differentiate between um, not not just saying we can't do yoga because it's not godly, but also like, what is your purpose for doing it? And can you achieve that in a way that aligns with what God's purpose is for us? So um, I, when I was doing the research, I, I found that the purpose of doing yoga in the Hindu culture um, is that the poses would emulate a certain God and that you would become God, which directly uh, does not align, does not align with Christianity at all because we believe in a God, not that we are gods. So um, that's something that I had to kind of digest and be like, mm, cause I've done yoga before and I liked yoga and it's exactly what you said, Gabriella. Why was I doing yoga? Was I looking for peace and serenity and calmness? And the answer is yes. Now the question is how do I do that? And for me, it's not enough to say, well, just pray and just read the Bible because it's true. But also, like, how do I do that to achieve what I'm looking for? So 
I, when I was talking to somebody about it yesterday, we were talking about how um, certain verses and certain scriptures that you read, it's not only what they what they're saying, but how you interpret it that brings the peace that you may be looking for with yoga. Um, so that has been helping me, and we I know we're probably going to get into al- alternatives and solutions in a second. Um, but for example, we were reading Psalms twenty three, and she told me to read it three separate times. First time I she read it, and then the last few times I read it, and each time she made me read it slower than before. And she talked about I'm a big I'm a very big imagery kind of person, so um, images and, and sounds and environments uh, kind of bring solace and peace for me. So for Psalms 23, um, after every line, I kind of had like a, an image in my head when they were talking about green pastures, I didn't necessarily see a meadow, but I saw lily pads. I don't know why it was the first thing that came to my head, but it did. Um, but the, after further, uh, you know, after thinking about it a little longer, I was like, oh, lily pads and water. Water brings me peace. Whenever I used to run, I would sit by the water after and just sit and reflect. And that brought me peace. So it's kind of like dissecting the Bible for your own understanding to find that same answer that you would try to find and locate in yoga. But if you're ever in a situation, like Courtney said, where you're in a dance class and you you can't choose not to do it, I think it's then important, like now Courtney and Gabriella said, to supplement it with God and and Jessica too, to supplement it with God and not, not abide by those chants and those rituals and do what you can to still be in line with Christianity and also not get kicked out of your dance class. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And I think just to clarify my point, right? Like I'm not saying like, Oh, if you do yoga, you're bad. Right. I think, and I, I think something, I think something that, um, that I, that uh, inevitably like comes naturally when you begin to change your intention with yoga is that you don't do those, po- like, like if you really get into yoga, yoga, like the poses, like get like really, when you get really deep into it, like, I don't know if y'all have seen it or have done it or like, it gets really intense. Like, I don't know how people's bodies do that. Right. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, like I'm, I'm actually like fascinated, like genuinely, right. Like I do not know how people's bodies do that. I think it's amazing that people's bodies can do that. But like, you know, you think you look at hot yoga, you think about like all these different kinds of yoga, like you get mad deep into it and like, it's crazy, like what people are doing. Right. Um, But I think when your intentionality changes, like y'all were speaking on, you inevitably are not going to be going to those extremes. Like I'm a mover too, right? I, I like stretching. I like moving. I like dancing. Right. However, if I were stretching um, or, or I think, I think there's a difference between stretching and then a difference between making specific poses to bring in peace, because I think that's what it does. Um, or that's the idea. Right. Um, so I think it's amazing that, uh, everything that everyone said, like, I think it's so amazing. Um, just like, you know, thinking about, okay, what is my intention? Right. Um, what am I thinking about when I'm doing these things? Also, am I looking am I looking to get some peace out of this or am I just trying to stretch my calf that like is tight, you know, or am I like trying to like be fit and healthy, um, which I think is really important. And I think um, as we get into just, as we're wrapping up here and we get into just like the practical, right? Like how do you meditate? Like what does it mean to meditate on the word? Um, We've been saying that all throughout this episode, but what does that actually look like? And so we're just going to talk about that for a few minutes as we wrap up. And I think the first thing that I I I I just um, just brought it up um, 
And I love that we're in unity. But Isaiah 9, 6. <laughs> She's rolling her eyes. Um, but Isaiah 9, 6, um, which is so powerful um, because Isaiah in Isaiah 9, 6, we are learning about Jesus Christ himself. Um, we're learning about who he is uh, to us. And so Isaiah 9, 6, sorry, let me get the Empire Vision. Uh-huh. So it says, for, uh, for to us a child shall be born, to us a son shall be given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And that's Isaiah 9, 6. Um, and that was the, that was the, um, sorry, that was the Amplified Version. Um, and, and, and yeah, I think the, the part that I just wanted to rest, like, you know, that I wanted to rest on for you that's listening is like, he's the Prince of Peace. So if he's the Prince of Peace, that means that all peace comes from him. That means he has authority over peace. So for our believers, if Jesus is within you, we talked about anxiety for a little bit, and that's like so something that I really love to, and I'm really passionate about talking about because um, I think our culture makes us grow accustomed to just um, dealing with, I mean, settling with the anxiety. Yes, um, I think our culture grows us accustomed to settling with the anxiety, um, and we become anxiety becomes normal. And when you look at um, 1 Peter 5, 7, Philippians 4, 7, I'm just going to read 1 Peter 5, 7, um, because it it breaks my heart when I hear people t- talk about anxiety, or maybe they're battling anxiety, or they're struggling with anxiety, right? Um, and it's definitely like a spiritual thing, right? Um, and I think, uh, you know, like Mariah said, like, there are practical ways to do this, but I think it's so important we go back to the word. And so first Peter, first Peter five, seven, um, in the passion translation is just like pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there for he always tenderly cares for you. Um, yeah, I think, you know, first Peter five, seven, it talks about like how, you know, we should pour out our worries and stress upon him. You know, we, we talked about, you know, anxiety and even channeling our anxiety, um, or channeling anything, but I even want to like, even push that further, um, and connecting it with the word. Like, what if we actually cast that out, like cast that onto him? But then I know then like in the practical sense, it's like, uh, how do I actually do that? Like, sometimes I don't feel like I'm doing that. And so what does that mean? Does that mean I'm praying, Lord, can you lift up this anxious this anxiety off of me? Is it declaring that you, the anxiety does not have hold over you, right? Those are different things that I've used that really help me um, because it's a battle of the mind, I think. Sorry, Jess, do you want to speak on that? Sorry. I know we're short for time. Yeah, I was just going to say, as we're wrapping up, that um, I think something that you said that kind of really struck with me, and I think I want to point this out to everyone, is that you are not a bad Christian if you like like to do like yoga movements, if you have a certain intentionality with it. Um, I think it's like prominent that we establish, in my opinion, that like we can only give you the facts and how we feel about the facts. Like honestly, 
if you try yoga and you're realizing that you're not really, you know, you're not really feeling what, you know, is up or you're not really feeling like, oh, like this doesn't feel right. I, I don't feel like the peace that I'm supposed to be feeling. Then I would suggest switch it up, switch it up. Like things are not meant to be like, <sighs> things are not meant to give you anxiety as Nicole just read in nine, six, those, those last four words that she said, like Prince, of, like Prince of Peace, uh, what what was the other ones like? Wonderful creator, um, wonderful wonderful counselor. counselor yeah. yeah, excuse me, mighty God, everlasting Father. Those those last four uh phrases don't change in any version of the Bible that you read. I have the New International Version. It's the exact same thing, exact same order. Um, so yeah, I just, I just wanted to like uh make it clear that we're not trying to like bash you. Um, but we can only give you the facts, and what you choose to do with it is on you. So I, I just want to say that. I'm done. All right. Did you want to speak? Or... Yeah, Jessica actually said exactly what I was going to say. But it's definitely important to know that everyone has their own road to Christianity. So like Jessica said, we can tell you what we learned. If you decide to do yoga tomorrow, that's that's, that's all you. <laughs> that is all you. But um, it's your own road to Christianity. We're just here to, you know, be a light and help illuminate your your brain and, and get you thinking about things. So that's all. Gabrielle? I realized earlier I mentioned uh, meditating on God's word, but I didn't let you know how or like steps that you can do in case anyone is listening, listening and it's something you would like to do, but you don't know how. It's at least for me, also, I do not know everything. I barely know anything, if I'm being honest. But this is what I have done in the past and what I will continue to do. And more things will come the more time that I spend with God. But so far, what I do is I'll open up my Bible. I will pick a verse. Usually, and I should do this more often, but usually I do it when I am feeling anxious about something worried. And so I'll look for a verse that... I know talks about um, God's peace Um, and I'll read it and I'll reread it and I'll read it and reread it until I have an understanding. Like I actually know what it means, not just in my mind, but I can comprehend like my mind and my heart. Like we both get it. We got it. We know what this verse means. And then I'll pray on it and I'll pray for that verse to for God to allow that to happen in my life in that moment. And as I continue on with the rest of my day, whatever the case may be that day. Um, But yeah, read it and pray on it. That's all I've got, but I hope that it is helpful for someone who's listening. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, it was helpful for me and it just did, it just confirmed a lot for me because um, we're, we're just about done. And, and I think, the, there are three things that stuck out to me um, in terms of like how to meditate. Instead of clearing your mind, we talked about this, it's probably the 10th time we've said it, but actually asking the Holy Spirit for help, right? Um, which I think is so good. Asking the Holy Spirit for help, even if you're not a believer, asking the Holy Spirit for help. He will help you. Watch, you'll see. Um, asking the Holy Spirit to help you, allowing him to help you. What does that help look like? It means that the you can't see anxiety. You can't see fear. You can't see that. Why? Because it's a spiritual thing. 
So you can't necessarily attack that in the physical. Can you do practical things to overcome that in the physical? Absolutely. But because you can't see those things tangibly, you can't just attack it in the physical. There's a spiritual aspect to all of these things. And so when you're asking the Holy Spirit to help you with that or whatever weight you're carrying or heaviness or whatever it is, you're going to receive that help because the Holy Spirit is a spirit. It's the spirit of God. Um, and then the second thing that really stuck out to me um, was literally like having like a like sort of like two minute meditation. Um, and, and then like that scripture meditation, which is like what Gabriella was just speaking on. So I don't have to dive into it because she already told you. Um, but I think a verse, you know, if you're like, okay, what verse do I start with? Like, I don't know the Bible. Then I think a good place to start, um, you know, we talked about Isaiah 9, 6. That's a, that's something that you can read, resting in the fact that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. You could also look at First Peter you know, five, seven, that says, cast your, you know, cast that onto him. You can look at Psalms 55 verse 22 talks about casting your cares. You know, that could be anxiety, fear, stress or whatever. And then you look at Philippians four, seven, I'm trying to rapid fire this Philippians four, seven, right. And Philippians four, seven explains that God's wonderful peace transcends our understanding is peace that surpasses all our understanding um, and so that gives you even more assurance in the fact that, oh, he's a prince of peace, but not only that, his peace doesn't make any type of sense. Like you'll be, you don't like, it's, it's like, you know, oh, I, I don't have to like clear the energy or clear the air um, or clear the space for me to feel peace. Sometimes tangibly, do you need to light a candle and have, you know, nice scents coming out and like, you know, f- to feel good? Yeah. You know, we're humans and we like those things. But you can be in a busy subway and still and still feel peace. I think that's the powerful thing about what we're talking about here is that that peace that surpasses all understanding is surpassing your understanding because you don't have to be in a quiet space. You don't have to be in a space that like has candles all over it. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but sometimes because of how life is, we don't actually have that, um, like have that at our disposal, right? So how do you find peace in the midst of chaos? because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So he gives that to you regardless of what your situation is. Um, Cause he's not conditional. He's not gonna say, oh, go to a quiet place and then I'll give you peace, um, which I think is amazing. And then um, another verse is Matthew, um, Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Um, and then, yeah, the last one is just, you know, we talked about this already, so I don't have to go too deep into it, but like posture meditation. And so literally like, literally like lifting your, lifting your hands um, and and having that motion of releasing your cares, your anxieties, and your fears. But then the beautiful thing about God is that you're able to put your hand in a in a uh, in a posture of like like somebody's about to give you food, and like God is about to give you something, and He'll actually give you peace. So you're releasing those things. You're releasing that. You've you know you're believing in the word that you've just meditated on. But then you're putting your hands in a posture of receiving because God is about to give you peace. He's about to give you freedom. He's about to give you healing. Um, But yeah, that's all we have for you today um, on meditation and how to overcome anxiety um, and and really how to find peace. Um, And so I believe that this really helped me. 
Um, and thank you all for sharing everything that you shared and just sharing truth, right? Just and being honest and being real. Um, cause I think that's so important. Um, so yeah, Courtney is going to pray us out, but again, I'm very excited to hear from you all, um, just how you channel peace through the word of God. All right, y'all, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you once again just to say thank you, O God. Thank you for this amazing talk on meditation and how we should meditate towards your word and towards your grace, God. We pray that you touch our listeners, our listeners um, going through anxiety, our listeners going through some doubt, fears, judgment, God. I pray that you just heal their body, rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I pray that the words that we spoke today on this podcast speak to our listeners and speak through us as we continue to walk with you by faith. We love you and we thank you for everything that you're doing and everything that you're going to do for us in our lives. In this we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for plugging into into today's episode. Join the Plugin Tribe community at Plugin Podcast on Facebook. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at plugin.podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at plugin.podcast. And if you have any questions, prayer requests, or topics you want us to talk about, you can just email us at pluginlight at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to leave a review and share this episode with someone if it fed your soul and brought light to your day. Have an amazing one, and we'll see you soon.